0: Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. Last week, we had a message titled, How to Get from Here to There. How to get from point A to B. How to get from your situation to the promise of God. Still on the how to get from here to there, I want to anchor our message for today on a story found in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 13. And this is a time when the Israelites have been slaves in Egypt for over 400 years. And uh, they've cried to God, and God has heard their cry, God has seen their hardship that they're experiencing. And God responds by sending Moses to go and tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to release his children, to release the Israelites, so that they may go to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey And Moses goes to Pharaoh and several times he speaks to Pharaoh to release the children and Pharaoh refuses until eventually after the 10th plague that had been sent by God god pharaoh says now i cannot handle this anymore you can take your people and get out of egypt get out of our land and we take the story that i'm going to be expanding on that i'm anchoring my message on we take it from verse 17 of the same chapter exodus 13 It reads thus, when Pharaoh finally lets the people go... God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said if the people are faced with the battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea Does the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Glory to you God. This is the anchor scripture of our message today. And here we're seeing God taking the Israelites out of Egypt and he's leading them to the promised land. But God decides not to take them along the shortest route, along the route that is well known, but God takes them the roundabout way, a way that is considered longer, a way that is considered not the shortest of ways, but God takes them through that way, the roundabout way. These people have been in Egypt for a long time. You'd have expected God, when he releases them out of Egypt, out of slavery, to have taken them along the shortest route so that they may get to the promised land. But God does not that he takes them around in a roundabout way. He takes them the longer way. He does not take them through the shortest route. The Talmud message today is a roundabout way. A roundabout way. Today, I want to speak and encourage someone who, Who finds himself in a road, in a path that looks like it is a roundabout. On a journey that looks like it is long. It is not the shortest route. In a journey, in a way that is not the shortest way. You've trusted God for a breakthrough. You've trusted God to answer your prayer in a certain way, but instead of being there, you are still here. Yes, you may be better here than where you were before, but you are not there. How to get from here? today, how to get from your situation to the promise. You are in your situation. You are training through your situation to the promise, but it feels like it is the longest way, and I'm here to encourage you that it may feel like it is the roundabout way, but stay in Takes a friend and say a roundabout way. It's not the most comfortable of ways. It's not the most pleasant of ways. But sometimes God takes us around the long way. God chooses not to take us through the shortest way. Maybe you've been trusting God for a breakthrough in your marriage, in your relationship with your children. But by now, you are thinking that by now, you should be there. You should have seen the manifestation of the promise. But no, you have moved a step, but you are not there yet. You've not arrived at the promised land. Maybe it's in the area of your finances. And you've trusted God for a breakthrough through. The Bible says he will bless you going in, going out. The Bible say whatever you touch, God shall bless. Whatever is in your barns, God shall multiply. And here you are in the area of your finances. The promise is there. You are here and it looks like, it feels like God is taking you along the roundabout way. I'm here to speak to someone this morning that's feeling like giving up. It feels like God has deliberately taken you along the long way. The Israelites may have thought that God is punishing them. The Israelites may have thought that God is deliberately delaying getting them to the promised land. Maybe that is you, child of of God, wherever you are listening to this message, thinking that God, why are you punishing me? Why are you taking me through the long way when there is the shortest way? God is not here to punish you. Any child of God, anyone that has received Christ as Lord and Savior. God took every punishment, every ounce of punishment and placed it on Jesus on the cross so that he would never punish you. Never think that when God Takes you along the long road. Along the long way. By now you should have experienced your breakthrough. Others have got there. But you have not got there. Others have graduated. But you have not graduated. Others are married. But you are not married. Others have got jobs. But you have not got a job. Others are advanced in their businesses. But your business is struggling. And it feels like God has forsaken you. It feels like God is punishing you. It feels like God is taking you the long way when you know that there's the shortest way to get there. God could have done so if he wanted to, but God is a sovereign God. I'm here to encourage you this morning. I'm here to speak to you, child of God, that God is not here to punish you. You know, the verse that we just read, the Bible says there was the main way. Now, very often in life, there are things that are considered the norm. There are things that are expected. There are things that are considered mainline. But when God takes you off the main way, the roundabout way, you need to understand that it is God's sovereign power. It is God himself that decides that is going to take you along the long way. There is a purpose. God did not delay. God did not punish the Israelites. But God knew that if it took them on the short way when they came across an army when they came across the Philistines who were stronger than them they may decide they may change their mind and go back to Egypt now although it is the shortest way although it is the main way it is not necessarily the best way child of God am I speaking to someone this morning am I speaking to someone today that that way That looks like it is the shortest, that way that looks like it is the quickest. It may not be the safest, it may not be the best way for you. God cares so much for you that He knows what lies ahead. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the king. So God, instead of taking them through the quickest way into getting to the promised land, he takes them the long way. He takes them on the roundabout way. The Bible says, this Israelite left Egypt ready for battle. It says, thus the Israelite left Egypt like an army, ready for battle. These children of God thought they were ready for battle, but God knew better that they will face battle something greater than they'd ever experienced before. Now, I'm also trying to understand how they could have been ready for battle because they'd never been to war. The only thing that they knew was to carry bricks and construct. So I am thinking here, Yes, in their minds, they thought they were ready for battle, but God knew that they were not ready. Child of God, maybe that is you. God is taking you the roundabout way. Because on the short route, God knows you think you are ready for the battle, but God knows what lies ahead. God then leads you around the long way. Because to God, it's not necessarily about the destination. It is journeying with you to the destination. Glory to God. Glory to God. And God says, I want to take them along the long way. In case when you go through the short way, we come across the Philistine. We go into battle. And they change their minds and go back to Egypt. Child of God. This raised an interesting point to me. It meant that God was saying, it is possible, child of God, that in your mind, you may decide against the promise of God. In your mind, you may decide to walk away from God's promise So, child of God, be careful what you let into your mind. Be careful what you allow, what you entertain in your mind. Because you could possibly in your thinking process, in your thoughts, decide to walk away from the promise, to walk away from the promised land. And God was concerned for these Israelites that they might change their mind. You are a spirit with a soul, and the soul has a will. The soul decides. The soul has a mind. The soul decides what to do, God may desire for you to enter the promised land, but in your thinking, in your mind, you may decide to go back to Egypt. You may decide to go back to Egypt. So God says, I'm going to take them along the long way. That's why the Bible says, we take captive the thoughts and make them give up and obey Christ. The thoughts in our minds. We need to take them captive. We need to capture them. We need to arrest them. So that they obey and aligned to Christ. They obey and align to Christ. That is why the Bible in Philippians says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is of excellence or praiseworthy. Think of those things. They may think bad things and turn away. Be careful what you think, what you allow to manifest in your mind. Glory to Jesus. There are many lessons that we can learn from this very short verse There are many lessons, but I have chosen just one lesson that we can learn from these two verses. And that lesson is trusting in God. On the long way, on the roundabout way, child of God, we need to trust in God as has been demonstrated here with the Israelites. God knew what lay ahead. Although they thought they were ready for battle, God knew that they could not handle a battle with the Philistines. So God took them around the long way because God was concerned with them. God desired for them to enter the promised land and not return so quickly back to Egypt. Trusting in God is having confidence in what God has said. It is believing that what God has said, God is able to do and God will do. It is taking God's promises and owning them and grabbing them for yourself. Trusting in God is very, very important. Trusting in God is Understanding that God has already done it. Trusting in God is understanding that what God has said, it is already yours. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never, never, never. Take someone and say never. Never rely on what you think you know. Never rely on what you think you know. These Israelites could have thought, oh, we know, we've had people tell us about this shortcut, this short route. Why is God taking us through the long way? Trust in God. God has your interest at heart. God cares for you. God knows. God is all-knowing. God knows what lies ahead. God is interested in you walking with him to the destination. Glory to Jesus. We can look at a number of people in the Bible that demonstrate what trusting in God looks like. The first one is Abraham. Abraham trusted in God. God gave him a promise at the age of 75. He gets to 99. He still has not seen the manifestation of that promise, which was to make him father of many nations. But Abraham, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, the Bible says, against all hope, in hope Abraham believed. In other words, against The fact that there was nothing to hope on. There was nothing to cling on. His body was beyond productivity. His body was beyond age. But he believed, he trusted that the one that had made the promise was able to fulfill it. And he was going to fulfill it. That is why the Bible continues in Romans 4 to actually say he was fully convinced He was fully convinced there was nothing that was going to make him change his mind because he trusted in God. He trusted in the one that had made the promise. I'm saying to you, child of God, as you walk on the roundabout way, trust in God. It is God leading you on that path because God knows that the shortest way is not necessarily the best way for you. It may be the best way for someone else, but for you, he's taking you along the roundabout way. Amen. He was convinced. That is why even when God said to Abraham, Abraham, Take your only son, the one that you love, and go and sacrifice him. Abraham did not hesitate. Abraham went ahead without questioning. Because in his mind, he trusted in God. He knew that God had given him a promise. God was able to ensure that Abraham becomes a father of many nations. Another man that we can read about in the Bible is David. In one of the Psalms, I think David is running away from the Philistines. In Psalm 56, verse 3 to 4, David says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you, meaning God. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do? to me? What can flesh do to me? So David here categorically says, I will trust in God. In other words, he's also saying, although I was anointed king at an early age at my teenies, and it is now So many years later, I am still running away from the king. I am still running away from the enemy. I will trust in you, God. I will fear nothing. That is why in his early days, when he comes into a battlefield and people are running away from Goliath, he says, I will take this man because what can flesh do? to me flesh cannot do anything to me my trust is in god so he attacks goliath not trusting in his own ability but his trust is in god the one that brought the lion and the bear into his hands, he's saying God will do it again. I'm saying to you, child of God, it may feel like you are on the long road, you are on the roundabout way, but I'm here to say to you, God delivered you some time back. God is going to do it again. Trust in him, don't give up on God. You are on the roundabout way, it's unbearable, but trust in God, child of God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King. So David says, I will not be afraid of this flesh, of this lump of flesh called Goliath. Because I am trusting in God, not in my sling. My trust is in God. Glory to Jesus. There is another man in the Bible called Job. And Job is a man that feared God. He's a man that loved God. He's a righteous man and God has blessed him with a great family. God has blessed him with many possessions. And in a conversation that happens elsewhere between God and Satan, things start happening to Job. And Job loses all his materialistic possessions. Job loses his entire family. His health deteriorates his friends come to him and in one of the conversations that he has with them, he says, despite what has happened to me, despite me having lost everything, my health, my family, my livestock, my wealth, despite that, in him I will trust. In other words, in his mind, his friends are convincing him that what is happening is because of his sin. Therefore, God has turned against him. It is God that is punishing him. Everything that he's losing is because of God. And Job says, despite what is happening, in God I will trust. Yes, a message for someone. Job was saying, I did not trust God because of what he blessed me with. I trusted God because of who he is. That is why even now, I may have nothing. I may have nothing. My health may even be deteriorating. But it's not about that. My trust is in God because of who God is. I'm saying to you, child of God, as you take the journey, the roundabout way, not the main way, as is normally expected, by now you should have done this. Because that is what is normal. By now, your business should be here. Because that is what is normal. By now, you should have graduated. Because that is what is normal. By now, in this position, you should have been promoted. Because that is normal. By now, your child should have grown up and started toying the line. I'm saying to you, continue trusting in God, child of God. Not because of what God has done, but because of who God is. He's a faithful God. His love endures forever. God is love. Trust in Him. Glory to Jesus. The last one that I want to refer to here is Jesus. Jesus demonstrated his trust in God. One day he says to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side on a boat. And he gets on the boat, grabs a pillow, and passes out. And as they are sailing towards the other side, they come across a heavy storm. A storm that even fishermen who are used to Water and storms, panic. Jesus is fast asleep, peacefully sleeping. They come to him, wake him up, and say, Master, Lord, don't you care that you are about to drown? Jesus wakes up from his sleep and calms the storm, says, Be still and the storm stops while jesus was sleeping his trust was in god his trust was in the one that had sent him to Earth. he trusted in god that is why even when there was no food and he says to his disciples go and get food to feed these multitudes they say you know where are we going to get food in this area cut the long story short because he trusted in God he took whatever was provided to him looked up to heaven and gave thanks to God and started breaking it because his trust was in God I'm saying to you child of God trust in god because god knows why he's taking you on the roundabout way instead of the shortest instead of the main road jesus demonstrated that even when he hung on the cross and he said his last words he said lord i entrust my spirit into your hands and gave his last breath he knew that he could trust in god child of god i'm saying to you you may be on the roundabout way and questioning whether god is there for you why god is not taking you through the shortest route a route that most people are taking but is taking you the roundabout way, continue trusting in God. Let us just further unpack trusting in God on the roundabout way. I'm just going to share four points and then we close. Number one, on the roundabout way, we need to trust. In God's ways and God's thoughts God decided that this was the way to take the Israelites On we need to trust in his ways in the book of Isaiah 55 God himself speaks to us and he says for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts in other words God is saying his ways and thoughts are not our ways and thoughts they will never be like ours inasmuch as the heavens are higher than the earth so are his ways and his thoughts therefore trust in God's ways because his ways are higher than our ways trust in God's ways although he's taking you the roundabout way trust in God's way the psalmist says in psalm 18 verse 30 as for God his way is perfect as for God his way is perfect yes he's taking you around about way but his way is perfect child of God his way is perfect David in psalm 23 he says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want And then in verse 3, he says, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So child of God, God takes you the roundabout way because his ways are right. And he makes sure that his ways are right for his name's sake. Glory to Jesus. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The same thoughts that God had for us in creating us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 when he says, Let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them dominate the whole world every living creature on land and on sea and in the air that same thought that god had for you he still has even now we felt but we've been restored and the psalmist says in psalm 139 verse 17 to 18 he says how precious are your thoughts about me oh god They cannot be numbered. These are precious thoughts that you've got for me, God. They cannot be numbered. So child of God, Trust in God because his thoughts about you, his thoughts about you are precious and they cannot be numbered. God does not want to destroy you. God does not want to punish you. God wants the best for you, child of God. Although he's taking you the roundabout way, his thoughts are precious about you. His thoughts, his precious thoughts can never be numbered. The Bible continues to say, I cannot even count them they outnumber the grains of sand glory to you Jesus in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 and this is God saying through Jeremiah to Jeremiah and to us for I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace not of evil to give you a future and a hope glory to Jesus God's thoughts child of God are not to harm you they're not to cause evil on you but his thoughts even though he's taking you the roundabout way his thoughts are not to harm you his thoughts are peace and they're not evil Ephesians 1, the Bible says, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus. He has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Child of God. God's plan right from the beginning was for us to be his children. For us to prosper. For us to have dominion. Even here when we fail, the Bible confirms that it was always his perfect plan. This did not take him by surprise. And as this plan unfolds, it pleases the Father, child of God. The long about way, the roundabout way may feel painful, may feel it's taking too long. Because as a people who are used to instant things as a people we use ways to find the quickest way to get to a place and here god is taking you the roundabout way and i'm saying to you i'm saying to you, child of god trust in god's ways trust in god's thought. second point trust in god's wisdom glory to jesus Romans chapter 11 verse 33. The Bible says, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. So God in his wisdom to the Israelites decided that although I want to get to to the promised land, It is my desire to take you there. I will take you through the longest, through the roundabout way because I am concerned about what may happen, what is likely to happen if I take you through the shortest way. Trust in God's wisdom, child of God. Job says in chapter 12 verse 13, But true wisdom and power are found in god counsel and understanding are his true wisdom is found in god therefore whichever way god chooses to take you trust in his wisdom because true wisdom resides in god glory to jesus First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25 the Bible says for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom in other words if there is something that can be called God's foolishness it is still better it is still wiser It is still smarter than the wisest point of man. So trust in God with all of your heart and lean not on what you think you know. God's wisdom is greater than anything man has. It is countless it is beyond measure glory to Jesus so therefore as God takes you the roundabout way child of God trust in God's wisdom I said the first one trust in God's ways and God's thoughts number two I said trust in God's wisdom and the third one I'm saying to you trust in in God's protection as we saw in the verse we read Exodus 13 verse 17 to 18 that God was protecting the Israelites as he took them the roundabout way to avoid them confronting the armies the camps of the Philistines child of God trust in God's protection who knows maybe the long way that is taking you through is because he knows there's limpid minds he knows these things that you cannot handle he knows there is harm in the shortest way child of God psalm 18 verse 2 says The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection. And with him I am safe. Child of God, with God you are safe. Learn to trust in him. Let God be your protector. That is why when Jesus was sleeping on the boat in the storm, he knew that God was his protector. He leaned on God. When David was running away, he knew that God was his protector. When he had an opportunity to kill Saul, he knew that God was his protector and God was going to deliver Saul at the right time to the right spear. Glory to Jesus. psalm 91 various verses verse 4 says speaking of god as your protector it says he will cover you with his wings you will be safe in his care his faithfulness will protect and defend you child of god don't complain About the long way because God is your protector. God has got you under his wings. God's faithfulness is protecting you. Glory to Jesus. His faithfulness will protect you. It goes on to verse 7 and says, Although a thousand may fall by the side, ten thousand by your right side, but it will not come near you. God is your protector. It goes on to say in verse 11 to 12 God will put his angels in charge of you. Child of God, God long dispatched angels over you. He's taking you the roundabout way, but angels have been dispatched angels are protecting you hear this these angels are sent to protect you wherever you go verse 12 they will hold you up with their hands to keep you from hurting your feet on the stones i remember the story of the prophet who with his servant woke up the one morning and found that they were surrounded by a great army and he told his servant that don't worry greater are they that are with us than they that you can see and he turns around and prays to god and he says lord open the eyes of my servant." and when god opened the eyes of the seven the seven saw chariots, great armies chariots of fire surrounding them around and he was assured that they are greater those that are with them are greater than those that are against them. So child of God I'm saying to you as God takes you the roundabout way things may not seem to be happening as quickly as you want them. Trust in God God has got you covered. God wants to protect you. God wants to cover you. Angels have been sent. Angels have been commanded to protect you, to hold you so that you may not fall, so that your foot may not hit stone. As I'm closing, number four, rest on God's promises. The Bible in Hebrews chapter 8. Verse 6 says, this covenant, this agreement is better than the old covenant found in the Old Testament. And it says, it is established on better promises. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, you've got a better covenant than some of the men that I'll be referring to here. Men that stood. Men that base what they said on the old covenant and the bible here says we've got a new covenant it is better it is after christ on the cross and this covenant is a covenant that has better promises glory to jesus solomon in the book of kings first kings chapter 8 verse 56 solomon has finished building the temple he's prayed he's dedicating the temple to the Lord and he now stands up and speaks aloud and one of his statements he says in verse 56 praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised not one word has failed of All the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Praise be to God who has given rest to his people just as he has promised. Not one of his promises has he failed on. Glory to Jesus. Not one of his good promises has he failed on. And these are promises based on the old covenant. You now have the blood of Jesus in the new covenant and you've now got better promises. How much more will God honor? How much more will God show up and make sure that his Promises in the new covenant are fulfilled. Glory to Jesus. Not one word has failed. God's word never fails, child of God. God's word never fails. We may fail him, but God's word never fails. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11, God says, My word, Is like rain and snow which comes down from heaven and does not return until it has watered earth and things bud and flourish on earth and the sower gets seed and the eater gets bread then he goes on in verse 11 to say so is my word Inasmuch as rain and snow comes down and does not return until it has accomplished that which it was sent to accomplish to water and to make sure that it waters earth so that things can bud and flourish so that the sower can get his seed and the eater can get his bread. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, rest on God's promises because his word never returns empty. Solomon said, God has not failed on anything. Joshua says as well in Joshua chapter 21 verse 45, he says not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Because God says his word never returns empty, child of God. Rest on God's promises. Trust God, God is faithful to his word, glory to Jesus. In conclusion, two points. Why trust in God? Child of God, I'm saying to you, although God may be taking you the roundabout way, although God may be taking you through what seems like the long way, trust in him. Trust in his wisdom trust in his ways and thoughts, rest on his promises, trust in his protection, because when you do that, you'll be filled with joy. You'll be filled with joy. I've learned, child of God, whenever I've put my trust in God, whatever I may be facing, I'm filled with joy because my trust is in God I've just said God into your hands I give this matter into your hands I give this matter and God surely takes care of whatever I've given into his hands it may be the roundabout way but God is faithful to his word child of God Psalm 28 verse 7 says the lord is my strength and shield i trust him with all my heart he helps me and my heart is filled with joy my heart is filled with joy i've got no worry my trust is in him when you trust in god he fills you with his joy If joy comes joy is not just happiness joy is beyond happiness because happiness is based on circumstances but joy is in the inside when you trust in him he gives you joy when you trust in him he gives you perfect peace that is why jesus slept on the boat while there was a big storm that is why Jesus did not kick and fight when he hung on the cross. He just said, into your hands I entrust my spirit and gave his last breath. Because when you trust in God, hear this, when you trust in God, God gives you perfect peace it may be the roundabout way because God's ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts his wisdom is greater than our wisdom his protection is beyond measure his desire is to protect us he sends angels to hold us but he gives you perfect peace Isaiah 26 verse 3 says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you father we thank you for your word we give all the glory we give all the honor we just lift up your name this day thanking you that whatever way we are on some may be on the short way others may be on what seems like the roundabout way What seems like the long way. Father may they continue trusting in you. Not leaning on what they think they know. But trusting in your ways. Trusting in your thoughts. Trusting in your wisdom. Trusting in your protection. Resting on your promises. Because we have a new covenant which has greater promises to you we thank you in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. I don't want to close this service without inviting someone to make Jesus Lord and Savior over their lives. You know, the Bible says our trust in the Lord is through Christ. I've been talking about trusting God. You cannot have trust in God unless you've made Jesus Lord and Savior. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I just want to extend this opportunity to you. God loves you. God cares about you. God sent his son to come and die for you so that he could be united with you for eternity. Here is your opportunity. Don't think just by listening to a message Maybe you've been attending church. You are going to go to heaven because of that. You need to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So here's an opportunity to to you. Just make this decision today to accept Jesus as your Lord. And say this prayer with me. Lord, I thank you that I am a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me, God. Through the blood of Jesus, my sins are forgiven. I accept you, Jesus, today as Lord, and I make you king over my life. Come and dwell in me. Today, I am a new creation. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that message, please WhatsApp us, text us on the number that is showing there to walk this journey with you. You've made the best decision. May God's grace, may God's favour, may God's deep love and unconditional love be with all of us. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Thank you for watching such a powerful message that the pastor shared. If you enjoyed that message, I would like to encourage you to kindly sow a seed towards the ministry just so that we can keep bringing you these powerful messages. These messages encourage a whole lot of people, and with your help, we will be able to reach a much wider audience and possibly lead them to the Lord. So sow your seed today. The banking details will show up on your screen right now. In the Bible, it says that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. May God continue to bless you and your family as you give towards the kingdom of the Lord.